came out or something. I bonded with the family, so why keep falling in insanity? And how can it be you asking me to choose between my music and you? This is something I never imagined we would be going through. Tell me how you make a pimp cry, how you got the pearlies spent around your neck, girl. How you make me spin cheese, make me carry photos, show it to my chief crooks, said I'm off my best lean. Man, you up to me, huh? How you make them say that, and you know I don't care. How you want to mean this magazine style in the mohair? How you the... Best ever. How could I ever cheat and smile at you? Gotcha. Oh, 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 I got you. Ain't no carousel ride, but this is my first plea, and this is my last cry. She worse than paparazzi, probably bugging my harachis. Wanna listen and watch me? Why don't you just trust me and love me? Let me tell you my secrets and show you all of my gratitude. I'm doing this for us, so you should dead the attitude. We said we will always subsay till we old and gray, and maybe one day have a wedding bouquet. I'm in the Posita, Maglina, Cadillac dolls, Fonina's track, Chiba, see me speed off. Why? Magic is magic.
nerves. He was running me a mouth. He ridiculed me, calling me a bum. asshole in the first place. He got knocked to the floor. such a jack Chicago, Wheaties, represent the champions. Exercise in a uniform with two eyes dry. 
playing Russian roulette with my pearl-handled gun. The county won't give me any more methadone, and they cut off your welfare check. over london rock, rock over chicago <laughs> uh what a fun set that's some great fucking music um some shit we really fucking love and i hope you at least enjoyed it i don't know yeah what yeah. do we do there we started off with shadowy man on a shadowy planet with having an average weekend also known as the theme song from kids in the hall it, it very much is yes from uh, there we went to the humpers with wake up and lose that was a song. That was an album. You know, I have that weird thing where I like, oh, I don't want to play the track one from track one or the album. But this was actually an album I'd listen to every morning. Like it was like so easy because I'd fall asleep to it, and then I'd wake up and it was like track one is like, wake up and lose. And I was like, here's my day. <laughs> What's up, 1997 Minneapolis? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, I love the Humpers. They're 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 a very uh, underrated band in my opinion. Yeah. After that, we had Lifter Puller with Katrina and the K-Hole. Oh, yes. Uh, for, that's that's for all my friends in Minneapolis that uh, know, know the deal about uh, 15th and Franklin over there. Uh, Jim Choir, Pogo Noah. Hey, you know who you are. You know 15th and Franklin. But no, uh, Lifter Puller, it's a... Um, Craig Finn is an amazing lyricist. Uh, probably the best, like, wordsmith outside of hip-hop in, in the world today. And, uh, yeah, that was one of his easy. He's doing a band now called uh, Hold The Hold Steady. I don't know if they're still doing anything, but he's just a, an amazing wordsmith and just, like, tells stories and doesn't even worry about rhyming or having a chorus or any of that shit. He just tells stories with songs. He's so good at it. Good, like, old-school singer-songwriter type. In, in, in but a really, in a modern way. In a really unique way. Like, no, like, 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 like he just, like... Yeah, he, like his albums like are like chapters in a book, you know, like you learn about Nightclub Dwight when they do their like, you know, after they broke up and release all these like songs they had, you you, you piece together this crazy story and oh, it's, 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 it, you know, you had to be there <laughs> or you don't have to be there. It's actually really great to just listen to. From there, we went to Wesley Willis with I Whip Batman's Ass. <laughs> I'm sure he could have. He probably could. I've met him before, and like I like, um, I'm not going to mention any names. But he came to the after party, and I was like, I was talked out of giving Wesley Willis LSD, and it's probably for the best. And I'm looking back, like you know, as fun as that might have been, it could have been like you know, a disaster. I could have been Batman in that situation. <laughs> right. I, that, that's why it's hard to say which my favorite song of his is. Like, I kick Batman's ass is fucking great. 
it, it tells the story. But um, vultures are lovebirds. <laughs> right, it's, it's a great it, one for sure. It, it's just like, I don't know, like, you know, he's got the tough guy thing. He's got the lover thing. Right. Vultures are lovebirds. <laughs> Good stuff. And then what do we do? Uh, Dead Kennedys with Moon Over Marin. Yep. And then we finish that off with Gigi Allen doing Carmelita, which is actually a Linda Ronstant cover. It is, yeah. Uh, and well done. Really well done. I think I like his version better. Yeah, it's, it's got a little more edge to it, you know. Yeah. Seems a little more real. Good stuff. In, in those ways. Just so funny, because I think before I ever heard any Gigi Allen, you know, given his reputation, I always thought, I was talking to you about this the other day, I always thought it was going to be, like, hard. And most of it is just like so poppy and soft, and I'm like, why? Well, I, I introduce you to like the jabbers and the fun stuff, but yeah. no, he's like, you know, you could look up like Gigi Allen and the Texas Nazis, and it just sounds like, right. and it's like like two hours of that on like uh, on some vinyl, and like, but yeah, yeah, he, he's a. Uh... Actually, got a little. Pie. He, he wanted to be a rock star. Right. It's kind of like that that whole like David Koresh thing. Like he couldn't be a rock star, so he decided to become Jesus. But Gigi Allen, like I couldn't be a rock star, so I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna look like your math teacher. Right. That covered in shit. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> compromise. It's about compromise. Yeah. Uh, All right. We got some more music? We're we going to play some more do. music for these fine folks yeah, that, that might be listening out this here. This is our last set of things that we just like. After that, we're going to go into the Peter and Frank set. The, uh, the, the, the old P&F. Yeah, the yeah. old P&F. But uh, we're kicking this off with Morphine, top floor, bottom buzzer. Oh, yeah. We're the bottom floor, top buzzer. So it's like, you know. It's like the bizarro version of our life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we play it backwards, maybe. She doesn't get a bazooka. 
but only goals How very empty is my soul It is a soul that feels no thrill It is a soul that could easily
destruction thing <laughs> yeah totally right yeah that was uh, johnny thunders there that was johnny thunders yeah uh, so we started that out with uh, morphine top floor bottom buzzer yeah and it's funny because we're the opposite we're the bottom floor top buzzer we are so, like we're in that bizarro mixed up world yeah. Uh, but uh, in that bizarre mixed up world, Morphine is one of the best bands ever. Uh, one of the best bass players ever. Just a great, a, a great band. I love their music. I love their songs. Yeah. From there, we went to Cake, Hem of Your Garment. Claudia loves her some cake. I do. I do. Virtual and musical. I mean, uh, actual, tangible cake and musical cake. I'm a fan. Well, I mean, like, as far as far as the tangible cake, like I mean, I'm trying to like organize our CDs, and like there's all these like cases for CDs that don't exist in our collection, but there's no case for a fucking cake CD. <laughs> but they're all like, like crammed into other. Yeah, yeah. It's like I literally have a stack of like, well, this is not the the band that's here, but but there's where did the cake? Cases go. I, don't I, I don't know either. It's it's a weird thing. There's somewhere like in my 1989 Mazda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, from there we went to Les, Les Claypool's Duo to Twang. Hell, 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 Staying alive. You know, like I was a little apprehensive about the new album, but yeah, that sounded pretty good. <laughs> it was Les Claypool. <laughs> that, that was Les Claypool? It was doing... Uh, okay, doing well then the I'll, have to, I'll, I'll, I'll have to give <laughs> I'll have to give that uh, that, that new ABBA a chance. Yeah. Um, uh, take a chance on it. Take a chance, take a chance. <laughs> I've heard nothing but bad shit about the new ABBA. Like 40 years and they come back with some poo-poo. That's right. Like, I don't know. Come back strong, you know what I mean? Like you had a little bit of time to like, I don't know. Anyways. And then we finished that off with Johnny Thunder's Eve of Destruction. Uh, and you tell me over and over and over and over and over and over again, my friend. You don't have to tell me. The Eve of Destruction, you don't yeah, say. Right, we're there. We're past it. Have you have you checked the news today? Yeah. yeah right. it's, it's, it's. And along along the lines of Eve of Destruction, in the background, we've got some Devo, some de-evolution oh, yeah, happening. Yes. we got some gut feeling. They, they, they called the it. Background. They called it 100%. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there's oh. no other word for it. What time is it? It is 9.26. 9.26? We should get on with the yeah, rest of the set. Yeah, we're getting on with the rest of the set. Right now we're moving on to uh, the records that we found in the basement that belong to our deceased landlord, Peter, and his partner, Frank. So thank you, Peter and Frank. We're glad that we were able to save these from... They were, the they, were, they were literally throwing them away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch, too, that they took while I was looking at these. I'm sorry I didn't get to go through those because I'm sure it was gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, but I'm glad we got what we got. We got a lot. We got, we got some great stuff and in really great shape, like like some old records you might find here and there in the bargain bin, but like mint. mint. <laughs> like, oh. never. This has never been played. Like they Or just, maybe once. Yeah, like maybe, they bought it and put it in that yeah. basement. <laughs> But um, well, we we put the records in storage after we go, we switch over to eight tracks, and then you know, you know, you give it another like forty years later. And but um, we're gonna kick it off with the Rolling Stones off of uh, Beggar's Banquet. My favorite Rolling Stones album. An amazing yeah, yeah. album. Is this actually a? Yeah, when a, I saw that in the pile, I was like, yoink! Yoink! Yeah, That's yeah. the first one I saw. This is actually a, a promo copy. This is one of the copies they gave to. Um, like radio stations. To radio stations. And it's probably worth yeah. something, honestly. Yeah, it's worth a lot to me. I was glad to have it in the collection. But yeah, we are, uh, we're going to start this off with uh, Parachute Woman.
darkness at the break of noon Shadows, even the silver spoon The handmade blade, the child's balloon Eclipses both the sun and moon To understand, you know too soon There's no sense in trying Threats they bluff with scorn Suicide remarks are torn From the fool's gold mouthpiece The hollow horn plays wasted words Proves to warn that he not busy being born Is busy dying Temptation's page flies out the door You follow, find yourself at war Watch waterfalls of pity roar You feel the moan, but unlike before You discover that you just be one more person crying So don't fear If you hear A foreign sound To your ear It's all right, Ma. I'm only sighing. Some worn victory, some downfall Private reasons, great or small Can be seen in the eyes of those that call To make all that should be killed to crawl While others say don't hate nothing at all Except hatred Disillusion words like bullets bark As human gods aim for their mark Make everything from toy guns that spark To flesh-colored Christs that glow in the dark It's easy to see without looking too far That not much is really sacred Preachers preach of evil fates Teachers teach that knowledge waits Can lead to hundred dollar plates Goodness hides behind its gates But even the president of the United States Sometimes must have to stand naked And though the rules of the road Have been lodged It's only people's games Hey, you got to dodge And it's all right, Ma I can make it Advertising signs they con you into thinking you're the one That can do what's never been done That can win what's never been won Meantime, life outside goes on all around you yourself you reappear you suddenly find you got nothing to fear alone you stand with nobody near when a trembling distant voice unclear startles your sleeping ears to hear that somebody thinks they really found you question in your nerves is lit yet you know there is no answer fit to satisfy and sure you not to quit to keep it in your mind and not forget that it is not he or she or them or it that you belong to but though 
masters make the rules for the wise men and the fools. I got nothing more to live up to. them that must obey authority that they do not respect in any degree who despise their jobs their destiny speak jealously of them that are free do what they do just to be nothing more than something they invest in while some on principles baptized to strict party platform ties social clubs and drag disguise outsiders they can freely criticize tell nothing except you to idolize and say god bless him while one who sings with his tongue on fire gargles in the rat race choir bent out of shape from society's pliers cares not to come up any higher but rather get you down in the hole that he's in but i mean no harm nor put fault on anyone that lives in a vault but it's all right ma if i can't please him Judges watch people in pairs, limited in sex, they dare to push fake morals, insult and stare, while money doesn't talk, it swears, obscenity, who really cares, propaganda, all is phony. them that defend what they cannot see with a killer's pride security it blows their minds most bitterly for them to think death's honesty won't fall upon them naturally life sometimes must get lonely my eyes collide head on with stuffed graveyards false goals i scuff at pettiness which plays so rough walk upside down inside handcuffs kick my legs to crash it off say okay i've had enough what else can you show me and if my thought dreams could be seen they'd probably put my head in a guillotine but it's all right mom it's life and life only Of the heavy feet that belong to a lonesome cop. She opens shop. When the moon so long has been gazing down on the wayward ways of this wayward town, 
that her smile becomes a smirk. She goes to Thank you. 
Hello, hello. Oh, hey. Hello? Oh, yeah. Got good goggly dam. Man, we're good here. Good goggly dam is right. We're back. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what just happened? <laughs> that, that's what we were from the start there. Uh, we did uh, with the Rolling Stones, Parachute Woman. Um, uh, my favorite album of theirs. Uh, Beggar's Banquet. Beggar's Banquet. Uh, Bob Dylan, who I'm not the biggest fan of, to be honest, but man, this is my favorite album of his. And uh, yeah, it's all right, Ma. I'm only bleeding. Um, I know it mostly from the uh, the, the soundtrack to. Um, uh, what was it that uh, Easy Rider? Yeah, but a great song, a great song. <coughs> then we did um, Tony Bennett, um, Love for Sale, which is a a 1957 really accolade uh, uh, for, for you know sex positive um, hookers. <laughs> it was about hookers, yeah. It was about hookers, and uh, yeah, it was. Imagine that. We did a uh, Spencer Davis, right? Yeah, we finished that off with Spencer oh. Davis on on the green light. On the green light, which is uh, actually a um, it was written by turns out Steve Winwood. Really? Yeah, it's a Steve Winwood song. Awesome. I, I met him once at a salad bar too, but I, I mostly tell it as a Tom Petty story. <laughs> right. Um, then we did a. Uh, that was it. That was it. Yeah, in the background now we have some uh, Japanese koto music. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, Michio Magako. Awesome. I, I'm sure I'm butchering that name. But no, this is a 1951 uh, recording of uh, on Victoria Records of Michio... Michio... Magata. Magata? I, 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 I'm sure I'm butchering his name. But man, he's playing the Kyoto, the, the 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 Japanese banjo. Yeah, over there, gotta love you know? that. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, and now we're uh, we're gonna move on. We're running out of time here, so we're moving on to. Clock is ticking. It is to some Janis Joplin with "Move Over." Another really great record we got in fucking mint condition. Yeah.
hello. Well, hello and goodbye, I guess. I will yeah, see that you went so fast. Year. I know, I know. Two hours just goes by so fucking fast. Yeah. So we started that set over with Janis Joplin doing Move Over. From there, we went to The Animals, Send You Back to Walker. From there, Donovan with Sunshine Superman. And right now, we're taking you out with The Residents with uh, Hello Skinny. Yes. Yes, it's Hello Skinny and the song after that. But um, we'll see you here next week, or you'll hear us here next week, or who knows what's going to happen yeah. in this day and age. Next week, we're teaming up with our neighbor, uh, Sean from Bug House. Oh, Square, our neighbor, yeah, yeah. And we're doing a four-hour set from 6 to 10. We're, we're combining our two, our two yes. blocks. And we're doing instrumental songs. Yeah. So that should be a good time. No words. No words. I mean, we'll, 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 I'll be jammering and yammer jammering and here in between. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, no words. No words in the music anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, should be a good time. And we'll let the residents take us out. Thanks for hanging out with us. Welcome to this, the reprise of the Nation Sunati Acumen of Contextual Text, the here and ever after forwarded Radio 11, and your host tonight is the Kerboxxy thing on the sidle of maps, as in legend, lit up for a go round town and about, so do listen in, the hour starts now, this is Radio 11.
Eddie like a truck stop bottle dropped sunside in a weathered balloon shot up to the side of an aisle like those who follow down a highway towards the skyline oasis of puddles to smack her at. It was that kind of day again. And by day I mean the middle as is the maths of night and this is that and another for the quiet quite ledger of vertical drops for a robot to read to you and another and auto the all around roundness of all city the bellow kind of cheese that boxes cook for the dips to chip away at and the meter sticks into it and makes a spicy splashed up bit of ooze to enjoy. For what else is there? Leisure is our pronoun tonight, and we name it thus so as to utilize the measure of bars and beats and treasure to bury for later as in the coin-termed paper you neglected to write the evening before dew drops fonders a muddy sandal-toed continuation of a runner-on sentences in a jail cellular conversation which a copywriter turned you on to, like a car keyed for digital entry in an age of golden ratio Fibonacci, the petal rose as grows on you, tattoo lady. What was her name again? Came a quiet whisper across the room where needles drew and women showed their buttocks to other women to taunt for, if that were a word, and it may be just and those drawings, where did you get them from? They are from a notebook I've been meaning to keep yet yeah, keep losing, as in my mind. He flipped through the art book, look here's another. You think that would look good here? Your other buttocks? Yes and slightly to the left this time, the FRA's like this, and I'm on my side, you know. Well, for the suit, I lost another one. That's the third needle this week. I've got to buy myself another set, but I've been using this one since the 80s. You know I draw on Mount Claire before her movie career. Remember she was all up into it and said it would never end. It was her buttock too. Funny choice of wordings. She had me right up there. Up where? Asked the notebook women. Oh, I see. She looked at the pictures Ava was showing her now. In any event, yes she's beautiful, and I never saw the films. Tag were they? Kind of dark lines there, don't you think? And what's that? Just that. It's just a star with an arrow through it. Clever if you're into a Cupid's way out of town, as she was. Well she was my invention. She'd come in during the middle of the week and let me draw and pay me in tips from the movies and we'd have a chat about what was next and next too, and sometimes we'd go in the back end, well she was she and I was me and it was good to see her from all sides. And so the women lit up, her cigarette, and flipped through the book that was being handed to her, as Ava drew more on her right buttock and began to hum. It was a tune, out of, and slight and they took their time away from each other and carried on in their minds. Mount Claire was flipping out, and the book in front of this young woman. Flip flip. And flipping. She's flipping people off there. And flipping over there. 
and over, and over there, and all over, what a spread, and what a book, he looked at the back cover, 9 and 99 cents for this one, that's not bad for the 80s, I should get a bear, like this, Ava turned her head up, like you want that here, he motioned at one of the images from the book and pinched her patron's ass just a bit, and winked, oh sure, I'd like a bit of Mount Clare, and some more about how she was, if that's part of the bargain it was. He looked at her arm a bit, following the curves which had been drawn by her own hand in Starfire Times and Squares in the city where she fled in a summer not far from the swelter that tripped it from her profession, which was high finance, so to speak. And that comes with a smile, if you're interested, said the now positively gleaming young Ava, and she put her hand on the notebook and closed it and closed doors, for an afternoon, the two enjoyed a bit of by Mount Clare, towards an in and around and about spiral and twists in the back and roomy sectional couched plotter which was the shop where pleases were aimed, like Cupid in the star. Dot. Oh carry on with it, then, I'll take more of that any day. Evening, here's my number. The paper read with A+, as in from Europe, or thereabouts, in the 31 range, if that was accurate and it was and she began window shopping herself, to understate an understanding. And she was eyed wide, with the rest of her, and shop she did. In the inside out. Slash slash. The cobble streets where shoemakers cobbled shoeries is our next road stop to a man who is also shopping, in the lives of facts and measures to dress as successor to a planet, just up the road, and to the left, and left to his own devices was he, outside in the rain where anything could have usually did, on his watch, happen. He looked at his watch, watched, and watched we was. He was followed eastwardly and down a bit until he was noticed and there was a bit of closure in and some cars began to pull around, and other men got out of cars and began to walk towards the man, all the while the man stopped, to gently see what was moving and in which direction, and to see who stopped and who was near and the nearest to him pulled out a packet of papers, neatly tied as in a manila envelope, and tucked it under his arm. You'll want to come with me. Shall we take a walk? A bit of a pause, a slightly uneasy, our character, looked, and turned with the man to have a conversation, and they walked. You know, you left us up last winter, we have the pictures you know. It was a crazy run finding you. You're not so easy to spot when you're not making waves like Geneva, are you? Did they all make it out? Asked the man. Yes all but three, we have them. They're safe and within means and agreed to help us find you, if you can find them came the reply. Oh, I see, and that was what they told me this morning as well. I declined. Of course you did, that's why we're, I mean, I'm here. Yes the cars. Not so obvious that anybody would notice that down the corridor, eh? All shopping at Marks and Spencer again? I mean the budget reads like a show stocked by one and the only, what was her name again? Penelope. Yes she runs the numbers and thought we'd all get new coats if we found you. Clever, look this has enough pockets to line yours, and etc. Here, take the envelope. I've got to get going and wanted to give you time to read and such. And the bridge is over there. I suggest you take a stroll and give it some thought. And if you don't jump over the side of that bridge, I'll take it as read that you're in and we can get on to business. Take it gently, 
Mr. Gent. Rav was his humor, read to the collage of photos from the Spy X and tucked and bobbed away at the London fog he had worn himself. Page 11 is the one we want and he walked away. Dot. Leafling through this dossier was like a seeming seemingly of a party he was at just last year. All dead or alive, as per usual. He looked closely at one, ticked it out from between the pages, folded it into his pocket and tossed the rest over the side of that small bridge that was meant as a joke, but was perfect for recycling these matters, like water under a bridge, no less. He twirled gently and moved on forward and on to his next stop, with a telephone. Dot. The phone chimed dot dot for twelve and a half minutes. The operator was listening. He could hear her breathing. All right in there Mavis? Got enough toffees to last the conversation this was her exchange and she knew the party he was trying to reach. Yeah you know. Went down to the pub half past, you can still find her there she just rung up Pete and they're all on their way about to their next stop, if you can catch her. Thanks Mavis. You've saved my life on this one, and I'll send more toffees when I get out of the aisle. Quick. Notebook under her arm, man on the other. The young women walked out the pub and into a black cab. They rode into the city evening, with music from Bolero playing lightly on a stereophonic speaker dial-tuned radio program. And this is Radio 11, the driver turned down the volume. So it's West End again, eh? You client. All right, it's just up into that house, there. He pointed. And when you get it, you'll need this bottle of Dom and that's your entry into the back room. Get it. And get it. We have 25 minutes and you should finish, or he'll finish you, and me. And I'll be round to pick you up, on time. Right? Right, she got out with the bottle and walked up to the steps, stepped up and took her key out. She jiggled her bosom in the lock and fingers the bottle of champagne just gently enough to remind herself that this was her job of jobs tonight. And she looked good. She peeled up her dress and showed her garter to the driver, winked and rode in on the bottle towards the rear of the flat, and her client's client client. Dot. James sat up from the comfort of his suede couch and couched his cigar between his lip and breathed out. He took the bottle from the young women, who he knew as. Claudia. Would you like a glass so oh, it's chilled? But you're hot. Here. He poured two glasses, licked them himself, and handed her one, which she held up, the artwork on the eastern wall. It's nice, she said, the artwork reminiscent of Rampart. Or that other one. You know her accent was gently dumbed down for this one. She knew it was. And was. She stammered. Good one, she thought to herself. Yes, I forget myself with that one, which is why we're here, again, right? To forget ourselves and get ourselves, on, in fact. Or was there another matter you came about? I keep coming, back and forth, for you and the plug, you know the show? Got any interests this time I should know about? I mean last time was a surprise. And a good one. Yes interest, high-heeled interest like the bank rolled royces of pottery barnyard animal cookies glistened softly in a chewy ooze of sauntering sonder muck pie jubilee between cold winter sheets to the wind galloped velvet candied apple smotter. What? He learned that from Q. He bonged him on the head and smiled, she took some rope out of pocket, motioned, and tied him up a bit, to her pleasure, and then took out a pair of handcuffs and fixed his shoes to the chair, 
picked up the remainder of the bottle of champagne, and poured it into his mouth as he smiled expectantly. The bottle was of course drugged, and his smile turned into a half grin as he began to look as if he was having a stroke. He seemed alright, just couldn't get on with moving any, and she pulled a bottle of pills from her purse and left it by his chair. Just enough for now, I've got to get on with getting off from here now. Let me just take a few notes and I'll be off. She reached into his breast pocket and took his wallet, with some loose notes which seemed fresh and currenty. And a small pouch with a diamond, of sorts. This is a bit more my speed. She eyed the lattice structure as it gleamed and pulsed a bit as she brought it close to some power in her purse. I won't be back again. But the gents will to finish up. Best of luck with them. Their light staff tonight, shouldn't hurt your feeling too badly. He picked up her dress, snapped her garter at him and clicked the door closed behind her as the car pulled around and she hopped into the back seat this time, with the very berry sort of a man she'd been looking for all evening. The map opened up between them as peaks and valleys in the legend too, golden and bliss right up for a tremor of a ride downtown, and around the bend, bent up slightly and to the left. Driven home, for the nowity of sake, and shaken gently, as in gentlemen and jacked slightly without a boozy under, but plucked and swirled, until they were fast asleep, and the sun horizon hit the other side of the planet again, for this another day in the continuation of continuity. The preceding episodic climatoidal fries modastical trollop portion of OEUS had been whizzed up the middle ground of wired magnetics for the very purposes of proposed time-space displacement and should be willed and rendered thusly on your papers and screened lightly. Photoshopped is for windows and the Mac truck stop great and grated for cheese on and a finish for your evening as well. This is Aku Q and we bid a fair fair and well, from this Radio 11C3W. And this the average and foregone consular sessionary proof of pudding in the gently placed lapel pinned up pin up and posted as in page lit on to the next stop. This has been a brief and about the future tensed and forward facing aqua cue and this is the other voice, Serena, and do join us again now and some more weekly as Radio 11 joins broadcast station or followed gently by on air, as in the sign, as in again, what's your dot dot com, and the etc. Join us for more of four and a subtractive nonsensical to naught or the minus and be in the note of the acronomics of the today, we find gently EAH emotion as a service, CLAH, continuous logistics as a service, as well in the about call wall, or telonomic systemical motion we stay tuned we will this is Radio 11. Their pagers went off, all silently. They looked down, across the world and onto their wrists, thoughts. The screens blinked a bit, the three of them paused and waited for it to clear. Aria was sitting in a coffee shop outside of Geneva. Again, she thought her pinkish golden watch chimed as selected when it was time for a time away and that was it. Hugh was in the middle of bussing some papers down the street towards and away from things as usual, left coat pocket and the like. And Miranda was just up at sunrise at the Pacific Rim this time. No joke. She traveled overnight and had packed just a bit for a conference meetup for the book convention scheduled last May from the township. Aria sipped her orange juice and tapped the screen. You in there, Hugh? What's the dinging about? We're all about with our business, and 
Proceedings are proceeding with process and SF as needed. Aria thought he might hear it, but she tapped the screen once just to highlight her notion of notioning. Miranda tapped back. Yep, he's got his paperwork about it. I believe he believes he's heading upward to the never-ending story, folks. They seem on about it. Traquel, and you know how he can fly time and the like. So, silence. Hugh was not normally in this much sun at this time of day. More of a night owl and black cars and the odd slipping in at the right moment and such. But geez, 101 pages on this one and several copies for the crew and still three hours until the next. Shoot, he dropped the paper. About time something happened. He paused and looked towards the ground as they were slightly in between the shimmering embedded sparkly sidewalk and a bit of slick towards them in the gutter. His watch chimed and the half ticks hit up Aria's beat. Tap, tap. So this is what you get onto when you're not getting onto it. Make you? Aria quipped and sipped again at her orange juice, with now a splash of soda and a straw she keeps with her, so as to be ecological. Yes, Aria. He onto his onto the floor and shoes like this haven't made it up the staircase to the case I need to get to, spiral down and booked up like a top shelf, or this pack of loose papers now. A bit dirty and, well, not in yourself. I can see that. Is that a pocket detector? No, it's a packet of gum. It's for the... Anyway, how's your end? Aria's end was just fine and sitting, just under and she adjusted slightly at the thought and thought about telling him about the... Oh, surprise. He blurted out, bent over to pick up the quarter on the street. Damn, it's a regular one. He'd hoped for a 1964 silver or... But anyway... The story is carrying on, and it's just time not carrying it anymore. It's toppled into the streets, and somebody forgot to number the pages. So it'll be up to you guys to piece it together once I get over. I'll scan it, and you can run it through a quick OCR or something. Or, I can. Wait, he picked up a cup of coffee and dropped it directly downward onto the ground. And the cup hit square bottom, and the coffee jumped out and bits all over the paper. He took a quick photo, shuffled them together and straightened his back up a bit. Oh, I think I got the ordering now. We have the cover bound by main splash and the fill into the street by the spray that's come off it. We're good for ordering. Now, I'll just get on and cross-splash check it from the front. Miranda too now was on the call, as she sipped her coffee. You know I would have brought you one when you arrived. I hope it wasn't a cleaning job. Anyway, this idea. I'll explain the coffee to the crew. But why didn't you try that old card trick? Pick a page, any page? The simultaneous chagrin from the crew. Flip. Miranda's power was out, and just shrugged and put her watch on the prize mark. It's this sort and sordid chronicle of chronicled forgetfulness when their malaise was being re-triggered. Maybe it was the planetary offset, or maybe our characters needed to be reminded of themselves once again. It had been three weeks since the shoot and more so since the... So yes, there was always a place to whisk her off to and never stick, and sticking was like this. Hugh jabbed a stick of gum into his mouth and hung up the street. He found the iron doorway near Chinatown, though slightly uptown, where he was to deliver the paper. He then jabbed all six buttons on the door and waited for a buzzer. Buzz. He walked inside at a slightly dim fluorescent incandescent and some wooden doors towards the left and right but walked straight up center. 
to the elevator. Black rounded keys with embedded white lettering. On the floor he was to go to was. He yawned. The worn out one which was slightly sticky from mad tongue in his bubble gum finger. He grinned and snapped a bubble and proceeded into the lift. When he was onto the floor, he found the small office lit up brightly with a large window showing into the hallway and motioned to the secretary. She waved at him and got up to greet him. Black hair that had to have been done up recently, and a white starched blouse and a black chain, elegant and simple. In cufflinks. He didn't have an accent, and he didn't expect one. Global never does when they're not expecting expecting company. He placed the papers gently down by her table. 101, she said. And the coffee. I heard about it. He stated in a slight gray tone of chagrin and looked over the papers. Well, it's time and a half to type these up. So type there, but out of order, little B. Punched a calculator in her head, or as if, and it'll be all right if the coffee trick works out. And maybe we'll make it into a time travel series, you know, with the pages and all. You know what happens if... Wrong. They both said it, but her mouth was only motioning. Her mouth remained open and she smiled. How did she do that? She turned and her shoulders motioned him into a room directly behind, and he paused and proceeded towards it, with her behind him. He looked back a bit and motioned a question towards the brass doorknob. He nodded and they both proceeded into the room, which again was lit well, and, well bit of a thick wall. And, tap tap. His watch was out. Yielded. The door closed and she hit a button on her watch, and the lights dimmed to a sort of reddish fluorescence and there was hum. Secondaries. Her voice flatted a little. Keep your voice at this tone so that it's in line with the active RF chokes we have going around the firm. The papers. And the coffee. And the gum. Good job and I hope you picked up everything we left. Yes? Duh. You found it impossible not to be, and look around at the place. It only takes one word to get into this place, eh? He joked. Of course, it took several months and a year and plus before that, but he was here. And here? Well, heard anyway. He maintained and took out his pen, and pulled a paper up from the desk, and began to write a few words. The women looked on a bit begruzzled, as her face noted the word and she said nothing. Then he clicked the pen and the word lit up in a sort of iridescence, and as he moved his light across the word, the patterns moved, and continued and moved as long as the light was on them, pausing only when he took away the light and using those last bits of light to orient themselves into. Faces. Was the word. He explained, although he didn't need to, or her, he still felt a bit like Mr. Wizard with a stone, and as he kept his voice at a dim glimmer, and she continued to eye the ink on paper, as it had now been transfixed for several minutes and the beauty of the alignment of the... What was it again? Electroglute basilicate. He said as plainly as the red light on her cufflinks. And he blinked at her. She looked over the pen and took off her cufflinks and they did indeed match. I can see. Incredible taste in... What was it again? Everything? Any response? Form the follows function at its ultimate and timely and literally time and specificity of genetics in a pattern designed in for and with and. Well, this is where planet Earth finds a use for its silicon, and silicon finds a purpose for its ordered numbering. In truth, there were no numbers, 
this was pure life on whatever surface and surface, and still and still enough to travel in. It likes life, she said, and smiled to him as she played with a pen across the paper. Well, it doesn't just like life, it likes to sleep as well. The orientation is a learning experience for these silly guys and gals, on paper anyway. They spend their time solving their own problems, which in turn, when applied, solves your problems if you know what you're doing. And I hope you do, because we can't lose these. It's that simple. And they'll carry on and work their way out of your own problem if you have the right one which works for life. And that is why these are going places. Because we needed an ethics on chip and resistance pile breakfast better than any possibility we'd imagine. You know how they were discovered? I thought you were going to say asteroid. She noticed she was becoming interestingly excited and had to dim her voice a bit more. Sort of like that. It was a smashed blast from a satellite onto a flight carrier that had its little science experiment exposed to refracting light and electricity for 11 and a half minutes until they were crushed into dust by a jet landed onto them. Strange circumstance. The material from the jet and the blast, electrical and radio, and these little mite guys who were meant to survive in space, survived into a flattened surface of goo on the tarmac. Funny thing it was noticed right away, because the little guys camoed themselves into a landing strike sign the guys had never seen before. It was like a cross between a danger do not land signal, and a tangent on where they all wanted to exit. When he walked away to tell all the guys, the stuff stuck to his feet and began tapping Morse code into his boots. Good thing he passed the test because they tapped this very word into his shoe, and so they brought them to us. The cufflinks look good on cue. Passed him up a bit. So this is trial J on this one, and those papers up front. You can feed it to these guys if they're hungry. I've got to get on and about to the other three about it, and we need to write these events up. I know she picked up the pen. Well, you came at the right time, and you know we're into a crunch. What's the protocol for these guys in public? Just don't leave the paper behind. They get all cross when they lose their mates, and it confuses the out of the risk as we try to claim their outrageous steps. It seems these fellas have a bit of a wit towards the ladies and, well, anyway. Keep them happy and they'll keep you happy. Happy. We're all happy. And that's the point. Thought. Anybody using that? He pointed to the hat on the horse didn't wait for a response and picked it up and headed towards the door, adjusting his coat up a bit as he got out of the room. She smiled and led him back to the front and flicked her clacker at him and looked up as she sat down at the desk again and stated 101. He nodded towards the door and out. Perhaps he liked. It was like odd jobs top-rounded, but without the he looked and replaced it to his head. Yes, without the chop-chop part. He was back into his part, a bit more like himself and thinking of Arya. Well, that didn't take long. How about a light travel dare walk down where I'm headed and then afterwards? It was dark. The mist was starting to hit mid-waist level and the two had been walking for about two hours talking about the product and its specifics and integrations and making sure everybody involved had gotten what they needed. And us. Hugh tapped the cup links and they continued walking. It wasn't a bad day, you know. It was better than yesterday. That kind of reminds me. He pointed down to her. Those bits. Ah, yes. 
Perhaps if we had more time yesterday, but we're here in the now. No. And our stop is just ahead. Do you want to take a seat? You pause and thought for a second. The mist was certainly coming up around him, and the cufflinks were sort of see-through now with the water vapor. And he thought to himself, well, now is the time. He raised his arm and tapped his two fingers across both anode and diodes of the cufflinks, and there was an incredible and warble just around them, like an egg. The light hitting them was fizzing around like little swimmy things, and the water vapor was just dots, completely solid and not moving a step. Arya did look surprised and looked at his jacket cuff and up at his grinning smile. The light from her warbled a bit too, and they just stood there for a second, watching all of everything pass through them as they became non-entities and the separation of light from matters and facts of spatial reasoning, said Q in his dim-slated voice, and they carried forward. Was Arya's gentle response, and she took his hand, and they continued walking forward towards the pier on the ocean. They don't as they passed some non-passerbys, who didn't look up nor at all, and their speech was not an echo in thought as it was normally, and they could justly hear them and know they were not heard. They didn't see the cliff, or thought it was a mirage. And now we're here. Light, aren't they? He jiggled his cufflinks at the non-weight and continued walking and smiling about it. The light powers these things, and the water is static, and so is our material. So, and so, Arya motioned up to the stars, and they both looked up. And we are light, too. I can feel it. It felt as if they had no weight felt as if they could walk forever on these two feet and never need a rest or a place to stop. That was right. With only light and non-matter, it didn't matter, he said to himself. And the light was just that part of the wording that helped it make sense and the egg one. Well, that was just a little joke. And in fact, the forum again, when they talked about the joke. Of course, we did she joke later in the conversation. And also, of course, referring to the punchline. And we always will. And will they ever? So they carried on a bit about it, and talked about the marriage of these technologies and of course what they were really good for, which again by design was the design of life, and life itself was. Well, they both nodded on in times like this when even things became a bit heady and they had done their jobs to get this here and that there, and the magnificence was. Oh, well it was Anne. Hugh took out a second pen from his pocket. I got you a gift, and they go together. Oh, this one's is a different color. I like it. Italic would be good for some drawing. You know, if we can get our hands on Miranda's notebook. You know the one I mean. She did. What did she call it? Facial case book she did. We should call her tomorrow. Or is she already on? Is that you? A gentle ping came through her watch. Yes, it's me and me. You know, the footage is done. Developed and such for the film. You didn't tell her about. Did you? Of course not. Theaters took me up on the prints and the showings will be on and on about midnight. The EGS will be lit up and we'll be on time. That is to be seen, she grinned. Well, quite. It should have quite an effect. The one you're looking for, I hope, is the right audience was his responsive response and they carried on a bit about it and imagined for a bit what the new beginning would be like and hoped they'd make it on time and they joked some more about that. Well, just at that moment, 
an asteroid came about the horizon and blitzed them all around. As the ocean burst up into a wash and stuck to the bubble, they were now pausing and positively amazed by it. Amazing me. It just stood there, and the matter passed through them, and it was as if they'd seen a million years of star experience in that instance, and they were now quite definitely above ground. As the crater was now beneath them and water began to flow into it, and yet they hovered. No side effect, said Q. He stepped up a bit, and Arya smiled. And they began walking on the water pinholes, and they were prickly but easy to balance on. And the mist was still around. And as they walked onto it and walked up, the sky opened up and it began to rain, each time dropping pins around them, and each time they walked up and up and up, and completely stable. The rain they walked up towards the cloud and it began to murble an electrical murble and they paused and talked about it and it thought about them and they could hear a slight whisper and they hadn't heard that kind of voice before and it was the water and the water was just gently carrying on a conversation with itself about its direction and about the presence of presence to be delivered on so and so and it was in plain language as they now heard it at its heart and the light continued to swim around like water and the water inside still spun a bit to orient. They looked closer and closer at the individual droplets of water on their bite legs. And Q brought up Arya's hand where she held the fan and flicked the light onto the water. Tiny people. Gasped Arya like a bit of a shock she might have gotten from that pen or something. And yes, dozens of highly recognizable people were chattering away. And away they were, miles and miles away. And that's the direction they faced towards themselves, if they needed the water, and away and about. In fact, if they were chattering with other water warble bits about their bits of just what to do with themselves. And I'd stand tonight, you know, if the easterly is going to kick off. And that bit of muck on aisle five has got to get a clearing, and a salty one they joked with each other. Some of the water just stood around and seemed confused about the light. They looked at Arya and Q standing there watching them. Who said one bit of water? You found us out, eh? You're not going to tell anybody about us, are you? I mean with this thing and all. We haven't seen this thing turned on in, well, a couple of years and it was pretty fine back then. We'd love to stay and chatter about it, but our fellas have to get on with several light years worth of time and materials which you lot think is just a freak asteroid and a simple storm, eh? I bet that's what you think. Like the cloud didn't see that thing years ago and we haven't been chattering about it up until this point. I mean, the notion's worth of, what do you keep calling it? Van der Wall. Oh that's right. Well it's us. Hello. A water droplet chirped and Q. Yes, I'm this bit of electron here, and that's my mate and we're headed in that direction for the big one, you know. If we can swing it? Q clicked off the pen. He knew. Well, we'd better get to the show, and the show must go on, he stated to Arya and they began walking a bit towards the theater. I'd like a bit more of that, she said to him, and they were grasping each other's hands now. I mean you couldn't ask him a bit more about the weather, eh? Well they've got their lot and we've got ours tonight. And I'm sure we'll all be alright if the lights don't go out? She shuddered. Oh yes. Well the generator is handy but we weren't planning for a long outage. We'd have to move the show if it goes out and long. But we'll see. Dot. They just hit the theater at 11, 
and front row Miranda was there with her notebook as Arya sat on one side and Q on the other, with some goobers for the show he'd picked up in the front. Dot. Lights dimmed except the beams coming from the rear towards the screen, and Miranda took out her notebook expectantly. He motioned the pen for Maria, who gave it to her and she began to draw. Dot. The film was an art film. Well. The three knew it wasn't a film at all, but a continuous loop of two and a half feet of cellulose with our little friends running around in the light, charting and orienting to the eyeballs on them in the audience. And the audience was amused. At very first by the geometric primitive shapes in 2D, then 3D, then color, and as the color was painted onto the 3D objects they began to spin and form more complex shapes and color themselves and the lines from the shapes would become evident and the lines would change color, as gradients, and move into as other lines, also in 3D and starting making real pictures that one could readily see as animals and people and plants and small critters. And then created was a backdrop which moved independently, although some of the material critters or EGS would switch between front and background as needed and instantly adjust its coloring to match the presentation which was the orientation of the rest of them, and us. The pictures began to tell a story, a story about the audience, about how they had traveled there, their day, perhaps the day before, and what was on their mind. Quite the little mind readers, aren't they? He turned and smiled past Miranda and onto Aria as Miranda began to draw in her notebook. And the pictures were then very much about the present about this moment, and in fact began to draw the audience as seated, and it was very much like a mirror, except the patterns were evident which thoughts were coming off which people in the audience, and Miranda was at the center, and more centrally centered, the pen, metallic, in which she continued to draw into the notebook, and the paper glimmered and she was drawing primitive shapes like triangles and circles and the pen was a thick metallic and all sorts of language flowed inside the metal as a communication of what she was drawing, thinking, and the light coming off the screen and its messaging. The screen now began, as if again, stopping abruptly and showing a countdown as a film starting might do, and it was a bit now into the future. Kind of like Christmas past in fact and began showing the storm outside and all the materials it had come to know about with contact with water and explained in pictures what the water wanted and why they were water in the first place, and to expound on it would just make literal sense, because they were in this place and the people and events were so specific to those moments, and ever-changing, that it was simply understood, and if you were watching it, you altered it and understood it as it altered you, and so forth and all the time and Miranda drew a square into her notebook and scribbled into it a little poem, and the metallic seemed to like the poem and hurried around it, and the light from the theater shone on it a bit more, until the lights went out, and the film stopped, and the place was completely out now, sans the final metallic glow on the paper as they rushed to orient onto the poem, and the dimness became static. Onus and soft peat. For wit to eat. Ponder stitch. Neat said Q. And Miranda and Arya just paused a bit. We've got the program. For now Miranda gave the pen to Arya and closed her notebook. These guys will stick tight, but we have a bit more for them to do next show. What should we do until then? More of the same, I guess, guessed Q. Right, and tapped his cuffs again at the two women and they got up and walked with him, to his left and continued on, and Arya grappled at Miranda's rear and motioned them along.
and as motion goes. It was a pretty good one, and they carried on and carried each other in light conversation as the tris met in a spatial hazy o which they stepped into and around and their rear view mirrors were reveled in and beveled shades of hues and trickles of water popped in to say hello, and the sky's night was a deep blue and heady ideas of a continuation of their prior episodic adventure carried themselves into the night, and eventually into the padded bed they adored, and with each other took some bliss and a time and a half to say hello to to all their bits from forward and behind, and in and about, and onwards and upwards, etc. And they smiled and that a very early morning, or later later evening, Miranda opened up her notebook from the bedside above, and opened to the poem, and the light from her eyes reflected onto the page, and the poem winked back at her, and carried on with the paper for a second glimmer at Aria and the cue, and inside the poem, became a fractal of text at first mirroring the poem, and they simply spelling out a series of images and text, a language meant for her. It was her laundry list in fact, and she laughed. How did you know about my knickers? He laughed and slapped the notebook closed and wrapped it neatly with a red string and placed it by her side. He looked up with one eye, then closed it and put his hand on her buttock. Aria curled inwards and spooned Miranda from the left and Miranda continued to smile at the thoughts going through Arya's and Q's minds. Geneva is always good a second time and she clacked the lights out and turned and they just spent some time with each other's juicier bits for a time, and time again as they do, and imagined in positions their bodies as it pleased them and each other, and the leisure of pleasure carried them in their evenings, like tonight, and with hope every night, and the sparkier bits were sparked and the water bits washed over them, and it was time and again. They took pause, and drifted off to a warm sleep for the tryst of them to trust and read over the day on a new day like tomorrow was promising to be. Dot. The proceeding has been a mild delve into the adventuresome and others for the non-crudity of credulous credibilities in the ongoing saga of our friends and their living forms of grandulous grandurosity the EGS, and pendas in mightier and might be later for our pals. In a later episode. And forthwith is the side of knackers on a side trolley up the west side of highways and means for all who now and in the future, tense as in to say it backwards from the future, or in facts and fiction. Full stop. For the now, Aqua Q. Particle physics of the said, actionable towards a completeness towards the next and forward balanced and fluidity, we find our soft sun radiant and the dust and enough let, atmospherically, to bounce also towards the reflection of mass particles in a solar of systems, we find.